pipe, oh, and it's yeah. blocked, and it, it is up. going to be covered by the Saints for a touchdown. It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. Jimmy Graham brings it down, and that is a touchdown, New Orleans. We'll take you to places most fans never go, to practice, to the sideline, to the locker room, following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown, Taysom Hill, to Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby. Hey, y'all. Who dat? And welcome in. I am Jeff Nowak. This is Inside Black and Gold, but this is going to be our standard kind of quick hit Wednesday edition of Inside Black and Gold. This first segment, we're going to go through the injury report, what we know, what we're looking at the rest of the way as the Saints head into week 13 in a pretty much must-win showdown against the Detroit Lions. It feels like every week we say must-win this, must-win that. It's must-win for a reason, not necessarily must-win mathematically but losing to the falcons pretty much makes it so this is now a game that you cannot afford to lose if you want to be able to say you control your destiny whatever that means at this point right it's like every week the goalposts move in terms of what our expectations are for this team or what they have to do but hey we're gonna we're gonna get into it so that's gonna be the first segment second segment you know a lot of people have been talking about it mickey loomis was on wwl this week and you know, the whole, we have the people in the building that we need, the right people in the building, all that sort of stuff. So I want to get into that and talk about, you know, what what your interpretation of that probably should be in terms of what did you expect him to say? What should he say? What, what should his approach be? And what should fans expect the GM of a team to say? Uh, so we'll, we'll get into a lot of that. Also talk to Dennis Allen today. I'll talk to Derek Carr, but I'm going to save that for the Friday episode in terms of there's a lot to unpack from what we heard from Derek Carr this week. And I don't didn't haven't really had enough time to, to digest it all and to get it all set up. So I don't want to just throw it at you in this episode. I'm going to save it for the final episode. And we're going to dive into that. But we will hear from DA. And then in the final segment, I want to get to some questions for people who are watching. So if you have questions, comments, throw them in the mailbag and we will get to that in the final segment. However many there are there, there are there. That's how many we will go through. But let's dive into the injury report first. This first segment will be quick. But there are a good number of injuries that we have to get into. So if you're watching this, I got the injury report up to my left here. This is the Wednesday injury report, first of the week. And it's basically just an echo of what we watched in the game, which was a lot of people going down with injuries. Not everyone left the game, but you are now seeing kind of the echo of those injuries in this. So defensive end Cameron Jordan. Ankle injury. He did not practice on Wednesday. Dennis Allen said he's hopeful that Cam will be able to play. He's a guy who takes pride in not missing games. So we'll see over the next couple of days. I expect you'll you'll see Cam get back to practice in at least a limited capacity. It's just a question of whether he can play at a high enough level to get out there. You know, you did lose Jason Pierre-Paul off the practice squad. He signed with the Dolphins. He's a Miami guy. It's kind of just, you know the luck you have when the the Dolphins had a guy go down with an injury. Suddenly they have a need. JPP literally grew up in South Florida. His high school was about, I don't know, 40 miles away from Miami. It's like, you know, it's, it's definitely makes sense for him to go there. It's annoying because you really need depth on the defensive line right now. We'll get more into that, but he will not be there. Safety Marcus May dealing with a shoulder issue. He didn't leave the game, but he did hurt his shoulder. He did not practice 
on Wednesday. And personally, I've been very disappointed with Marcus May in terms of I just don't think he's getting the job done. And so, you know, you don't want to see somebody get hurt, obviously, but I don't necessarily see this as a huge negative because I think you're better off with Jordan Howden on the field. So we'll see how that goes. If Marcus can get back or if he's unable to go, I feel good about Jordan Howden. Running back Kendra Miller has been dealing with an ankle injury, still not practicing. That's frustrating. Um, I would be surprised to see him go. Wide receiver Rashid Shahid dealing with that thigh injury. Another guy I don't think you're going to have this week. It does sound like he avoided any major injuries, but it just doesn't sound promising for this week. Linebacker Pete Werner dealing with a shoulder slash oblique injury. He is a guy we saw go down during the game and he stayed in, but clearly he was playing through something. He didn't practice. I would be surprised if he misses the game, but if he doesn't, then, you know, you got some serious questions at Will Linebacker. It's the position that we went into this season kind of looking at and saying, if either of these guys go down, being Demario Davis and Pete Werner, who goes in behind them? Because I still don't know, right? Like, we don't really know what the depth is behind Pete Werner. <laughs> Maybe it's Nephi Sewell. He's really the only option. Ty Summers is on the roster. He could be an option. You could elevate Anthony Orgy from the practice squad. I think you probably would. If Pete Werner is inactive, you would elevate Anthony Orgy. But Zach Bond is a Sam linebacker. He's not shifting over the way Caden Ellis did last year. He does not have that skill set. So your options would be maybe shift DeMario over to Will and play someone else at the mic. Maybe a DeMarco Jackson, but that's not ideal either. So that's going to be one to watch. That's probably your most concerning injury in terms of what would you do to replace them. From there, there's two other guys with rest that we know about, Jimmy Graham, as always, uh, and Ryan Ramchek. Uh, this is something we see every week. Kicker Blake Groupie. Now, this is an interesting one because you know there was some, <laughs> I don't want to say confusion, but so the Saints worked out kickers on Tuesday. and And without context that sounds like well why are they working out kickers now Blake just had a good game he made five of of his first of his six kicks right he hit five kicks in a row and now we're working out kickers well so the context is Blake Groupie went on the injury report late in the week he dealt with a groin injury kind of crept up on him in practice he kicked in the game Dennis Allen wouldn't say that the injury affected him later in the game but I think if you look at some the the I think the last kickoff ended up real short, and then the last field goal attempt from 54, which we know he has the leg from 54. Even his misses have not been short; they have been left or right. And so you got to wonder if that groin injury crept up on him. Got wor- when you ask a guy to kick sick field goals in a game, and he's dealing with an injury, not exactly a stunner that that might have crept up on him. Either way, Blake Groupie is day to day. Da put it, and so. You worked out kickers. You signed Austin Seibert to the practice squad, and that's kind of a, you know, if he's a questionable going into the game and you you need another option, you can't go in without a kicker, you know, and so that's – you don't typically carry multiple kickers because, you know, it's just a roster spot that you, you're you not really maximizing. So, But you do have Austin Seibert on the practice squad. It does sound like Blake's going to try to go. It's just a question of whether he can. I think Mike Triplett uh, tweeted today that – he talked to Blake and he said, basically, as long as they let me go out there and play, I'm going to play. Like it's unless they shut me down, I'm going to go out there. So I think you'll see Blake go out there. But that's why they worked out kickers this week. Center Eric McCoy also limited with his shoulder injury. He did suffer that in the game. He left for a period of time, came back in. 
the biggest question of the week, and it's really just a question of time. Chris Olave, wide receiver. He is in the concussion protocol. He did practice in a limited capacity. So while it's still unlikely that he plays, the only way that you could feasibly get him back would be for him to be at practice today, right? Like if he, if he wasn't practicing today, you could basically write it off as, okay, he's out. But, you know, with a limited practice, you do have a outside chance of him potentially clearing. Maybe it was not a, a major concussion. Maybe it was just them playing it safe. And so he's able to get through. We'll see. But right now, I think you have to go under the assumption that you will not have Rashid Shaheed or Chris Olave. And so that leaves you with a lot of questions at the wide receiver spot. And DA talked about that a little today. So let's hear what he had to say. Yeah, look, uh, you know, there's going to be some guys that are going to have to step up. Anytime that you have guys go down, you know, it, 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 it creates an opportunity for somebody else to step up. I thought Lynn Bowden played well in the game the other day. So I, he's done some really good things. So I think if he's called upon to, to go out there and play um, and play significant snaps, um, I expect him to go out and play at a at a high level. Those guys, as do those I are, as 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 do I all those guys. It's a group that you know maybe doesn't have a lot of production in the NFL, but they still have experience. How, how can that be helpful, even if it's not necessarily like translated to games? Yeah, look, I mean, um, you know, we've got you know a young player in At Perry, and then we've got some other guys that have that have played in our league, and and you know, I think just. The fact that you played in NFL games gives you a little bit of experience. Those guys are going to have to step up and play, and we got all the confidence in the world that they'll step up and play well. You know, it's funny because if not for the injuries, you'd be you would be sitting here saying, "Oh well, I wonder if At Perry's kind of gaff there at the beginning of the game in the red zone where he didn't run his route." Because and I look back at it, he did. It was pretty close to it. You know, it's funny because the reason it wasn't called a false start is because I think the ref might have seen that. He didn't actually fall start. It was really close. Like he did move earlier than anybody else. But if you look at the you time it, he basically moved with the snap of the ball. And even if he did false start in his own mind, he did it close enough that I think the ref was actually right not to call it. But, you know, it's funny. You look at that mistake by A.T. Perry and you're like, well, that's not a great look for a rookie. That's going to hurt his chances to be trusted in big situations as the season goes on. Well, that's not the case this week. You don't have any other options, assuming Chris doesn't go, because A.T. Perry, Marquez Calloway, Lynn Bowden, right? Like Keith Kirkwood. Maybe you elevate John Trey Kirkland, too. I don't know, but you're, you did, they didn't bring anybody in. They didn't go sign Traquan Smith off the Broncos practice squad like I thought maybe they would. So those are your guys. Those are going to be your options, assuming you don't get any surprise returns. You know, Juwan Johnson should be a big part of that game, but that's kind of what you have to hope for is some of these young guys, some of these guys who haven't been used that much can step up. And, you know, I think there you, you can point to some things for optimism in terms of, you know, you did move the ball when after Olave went out, right? Like there was positive momentum. You were able to get Chris Olave on some screens. You, I'm sorry, Calvin Kamara on some screens. You blocked the screens pretty well. You ran the ball pretty well. Taysom got involved. Like I think the offense in general, and I know people are going to roll their eyes when I say this. You know, you have moved the ball between the twenties. So to me, it's there's there's two two worlds that you have to establish here. One is how do you move the ball generally speaking, right? How do you get drives going? And then the second question is how do you finish drives? The Saints have actually been pretty good at the first one. 
they have been horrendous at the second one. And, you know, the, unfortunately, the, that's the one where you look at and you say, why aren't we winning games? Well, when you get into the red zone five times and you come away with nine points total, that's not going to win games. Uh, everyone knows this. It is not a mystery. And so, you know, uh, those guys are going to have a big role to play. But you go to the the Lions side of this, they're in much better shape. Uh, although the funny thing is the uh, one of the only names that you're going to see on this Lions team that you will recognize is Alex Anzalone, or at least recognize in terms of, you know, be familiar with is Alex Anzalone. He is the only player that did not participate this week. He's dealing with a hand injury. Guard Jonah Jackson, ankle slash wrist. He was limited. Running back David Montgomery has a foot issue. He's limited. Safety Tracy Walker, shoulder. He was limited. And then quarterback Hendon Hooker, who was actually brought back from injured reserve this week. Uh, he's dealing with that knee injury. Obviously, it's the ACL that he's missed all that time with. He's returned to practice, so he won't play in this game. But if you're a Hendon Hooker fan, which I know there's a lot of Saints fans who were interested in the Saints potentially drafting Hendon Hooker, he is back with the Lions this week. So just kind of an update, not going to affect this week at all in terms of the game, but just an update. And then center Frank Ragnow dealing with a back and toe issue. He he was a full participant. And then safety, Iafatu Melifanwu, I think I said that correctly. He's dealing with a hand issue, but he was a full participant. So... You know, the the Saints, this is one of the first games this season that the Saints go into it, and you say, man, they are at a serious disadvantage because of health. Um, and you could say that about Week 12 in the Falcons, but, you know, <laughs> they're going to have to make it work. It, it's it's a situation where you either start it now or you, or you don't. This is the ultimate sink or swim game because if you go out there and you lay a dud, this is your first of three consecutive home games. It's the first time that's happened since 2014 in terms of actual home games. They obviously had... They had three consecutive home games last year, but one of them was in London. So call that what you want. Not really a home game. Um, but the Saints are going to have to figure this out. They're going to have to figure it out in a hurry. And they're going to have to figure it out without several star players. So with all that, that's the injury report. That's what we're looking at. So we're going to be monitoring the next few days and we will get into it. But this is Inside Black and Gold. That's the end of that segment. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about what Mickey Loomis had to say. And one thing that's annoying me in terms of how this Saints, I don't, I don't, I guess regime would be the word. In terms of how the Saints regime is operating as it pertains to their starting quarterback. And and I know that that's good. It's a, it's a loaded topic. Everyone's going to have thoughts, but we're going to get into it. Again, this is Inside Black and Gold. If you're watching and you want to get your questions answered, throw them in the feed. We'll have a mailbag sex, sex. What did I just say? We'll have a mailbag segment in the back end of this program. So again, throw your comments, questions in there. We'll get to as many as possible. Thanks everyone for watching. We'll be right back.